and welcome to another episode of Lex Education, the comedy science podcast where comedian me, Laura Lex, tries to learn science from her secretly grumpy brother, Ron. Ron! <laughs> Ron's in a bad mood and he won't tell me why and he doesn't want to talk about it and it's killing me. Squash and berry, squash and berries. <laughs> Hi, Ron. Sorry you're grumpy. Hello. How's it going? I'm good. Look, do you want to see something that will cheer you up, Ron? Yes. Look what I purchased this morning. Is it more gel pens? It's not. <gasps> Framework. What a game. Yeah. So when I stayed with Ron in Brussels a couple of weeks ago, he introduced me to this game Framework by Yui Rosenberg and Lucas Siegmund. And uh, I was very bad at it. Very, very bad it at it. It is one of those games that is, to coin a term, satisfactory. No, that worked in my head. Yeah, coin that term. What's the term? Satis- what are we coining? Satisfying. Satis- satis- satisfying, but satis- that really worked in my head. Is it? I like satisfying. Satisfying, yeah. It's very satisfying, that game. Yes, so I've bought it. I predict Tom's going to be way better at it than me because it's all about planning space Tom ahead of time. Like- he doesn't... I think he cheats, too. There's no no way you can be that good at quacks. Yeah. But then he gets so angry when we openly cheat. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he only values sneak cheating. Yeah. Like Monopoly. If you get caught cheating... I've never not cheated at Quacks of Quedlinburg, though. I just openly take them out, look at them. <laughs> but there it's are just games... no one's ever looking. But there are games where the point is to cheat, like Monopoly, like bullshit. Yeah. Have you, like Quacks of Quedlinburg. How, how far do you push cheating in cheat when you play cheat i haven't played cheat for a long time like since my college years so but we just got a new game next time we next time you come to us we just got a new one called um uh sheriff of nottingham which is i got a cheating element where you're trying to um uh con the sheriff out of tax money by lying about what you've got in your produce van oh that's funny um so that's quite fun so we'll play that next time because judith will suck at that (laughs) we when we used to play cheat when we were at college like you could cheat in any way like you could just hide all your cards (laughs) in your shoe and be like i win (laughs) (laughs) and stuff like that i like it it's fun so anyway welcome to the episode um i'm in a travel lodge in manchester i'm in a house in belgium yeah the one that i live in weekend tomorrow ron Mm. can you stop trying to cheer me up no i never will (laughs) um so welcome to uh this week's episode um last week we played a fun game where we asked you to guess what the alternative titles for the episode were so last week's episode was called the whole world is wibbling things and we said listen we normally have a short list of like three or four and then we pick on the day what do you reckon the other ones were? We had some great guesses, but the first person to do a guess correctly was, drumroll please, Matthew Collins. Well done, Matthew, who correctly guessed I'm teaching a goat how to talk. Well done, Matthew. You Within win 40 minutes, bucks. it seems. Yeah. Some of you listen to it so quickly. It really warms my cockles. We love it. Um, so you win 40 Lex bucks to spend in the gift shop on the way out. Um, quite a few of you did guess that one. So well done, everybody that guessed that one. For those of you that want to check if you got any of them right, the other actual options that we had were a little cuddle to my life and is that in a bag, which Abby actually got very close to on Instagram. Um, you had a guess about a bag, but it wasn't quite that. But there you go, a little cuddle to my life and is that in a bag? Those were the options. So feel free to play again this week there are three on the shortlist that we haven't used so get guessing mm-hmm. oh sorry i was just reading the options i might get you to change it i like the last one more oh do you yeah i think that was the best <laughs> bit of the episode yeah it was quite funny um i think the second to last one was my favorite but i'm still <laughs> not sure about putting swear words in the titles yeah uh because because you know i do the um i do a a transcript of the episode for um 
for our blog yeah. because just in case anybody that can't listen would be interested in reading it um so it doesn't take very long i stick it up there but when i did the very pregnant love island episode mm-hmm. um our, our valentine special i got like emails and a little warning that says the content's going to be hidden behind a thing because it's explicit mm-hmm. content and um readers have to be warned about the mola mola <laughs> or they can read about that sexy little rat <laughs> hideous rat yeah yeah so so there you go yeah well whichever one see we we don't even know right now which one it's going to be it'll be one of two probably and then there's three others so there you go um there's a new patreon episode out right now came out on friday a little mini episode of detentron which is me explaining to ron what glass is so we're going to do detentrons every now and again which is where a concept that's come up that i didn't quite grasp the first time i'll go away and do some independent study and then tell ron all about it so if you want to know exactly what glass is get signed up get yourselves on the register uh, it's patreon.com forward slash lux education we ask for three pounds a month and that helps support the podcast keep it going so that we never have to stop and you get an extra episode and the more patrons we have the more extra episodes we can do yeah it's once a month at the moment but if we get a few more maybe it'll be twice a month we get a bunch yeah. more after that maybe it'll be every week you get extra stuff if we get some more after that maybe we'll start doing live streams and live shows um, and, and things like this <laughs> We want to. We just um, are very aware that uh, we need to get paid for it if we're going to do it. So, see how you feel. Now, into the episode. My microphone is a tiny bit crackly in this episode, so I'm very sorry about that. I'm not sure what was going on with it, but hey, sign up for the Patreon so we can afford better stuff. (laughs) Um, But it's a little bit bothersome. I hope it doesn't annoy you too much, but it is the only episode that it will be like this. Um, So, we're looking at viruses and pathogens today. Um... Yeah, it's quite a fun episode. A little bit arguey. A bit arguey, yeah. But not so bad. Yeah, alright, well enjoy. Ronald J. Honks. Hello. Um, it's been a while since we recorded anything, because chronologically for us we're coming back off the Christmas break. Do you want some huge news, Ron? Yes. I've bought 30 gel pens. Oh, I thought some actual news, not what you told me while we weren't recording. No, and I want to tell you again, on the episode, I've got 30 brand new scented gel pens, Ron. Oh, they're scented? Yeah, they all smell wow. the same. all the other kids in the playground must think you're so cool. I think they do. Um, I wish we had a playground. And some of them are glittery, some of them are pastels, some of them are neons and stuff. Uh, there's one that's white, so I need to get some dark paper. So I don't really know what to do with that one. But I think it's going to really help with my note-taking. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think um, that's another way to organise. I'm on board. another way to organise? As in, like, you can colour code things and then that will yeah. help you structure your notes. Yeah. I'm, I'm not being facetious. You just have one of those voices that <laughs> sounds facetious. Um, yeah, so, biology. Um, I've picked a green pen. What's it smell of? Smells of Marmite, but I think that might be my fingers from my crumpet this morning. It's a new age of professionalism over here. <laughs> Look at this. What have you done? Water in a glass. In a glass. Drink listen, some. Listen. Ah, whisper quiet. Barely heard it, mate. Barely heard it. And listen. Ron's wiggling. Ron's wiggling. No squeaky chair. You changed it before we even started recording. Before we even chatted pre-record. Wow. Hey, if my dog doesn't bark and your cat stays the fuck away, then we are actual podcasters today. BBC Sounds, here we come. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to talk about Christmas and New Year's because people aren't going to hear this till March. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll have done that on intros. God, this, it, this is like, it's like time travel, this podcast, a little bit. Mm, it's like Christopher Nolan directs the podcast. <laughs> yeah. By the time this goes out, I'm only a month away from my next big walk, though, so hopefully um, an Why absolute... Why are you doing that again? I'm doing half the length. I've told you this. It's nowhere near as long but as the last one. you didn't enjoy the first half of the last I one. I did! It was the nighttime bit I didn't like. I'll have no whining about it this yes, time. Yes, you will! Ron, right. I have to challenge myself. I did a thing last night, right, where I um, I was trying to 
think about my joys and successes because I have a tendency to get maudlin and to think I'm a failure. So I went through 2022 and I wrote down all of the good and successful things that I did. And actually, I did a lot. you want to them off? No, because some of them are personal and private. But even just publishing a book and launching this, I was like, that could have been enough for a year. Not for your <laughs> decrepit brain. No, not for my sad, stupid, broken brain. But, hey, and there were some lovely things in there. Dad's 70th, that was nice, wasn't it? Yep. Met Tim and Tom. Yep, that's guide. Big. Huge. That actually came higher than some people's weddings <laughs> in my <laughs> list. Uh, I did the London to Brighton cycle. Did yep. my walk. Saw you twice. Went to Brussels twice. Yeah, that was very nice. Yeah. Yeah, did a lot. Got busy. Um, Anyway, biology. No, I don't remember where we were, Ron. Let me have a flick back. Biology. Oh, no, it was cancer and telomeres and raggedy. Oh, God, I forgot about the raggedy stuff. (laughs) I thought I was going mad. (laughs) Yeah. It's not gone out yet, but the point we're recording this, so we'll see how the listeners react to 45 minutes of content about raggedy, 10 minutes of biology. People tweet me all the time saying, like, what what are you going to do when you've run out of content? And I'm like, if you think we're ever going to get through all of this, you are dreaming. Also, we're going to do the A-level. There we go. You heard it first. And also, you know, this is triple science. So it's like all three sciences fit into one course, essentially. When we move on to A-level, they're each their own thing. So mm. there's going to be three, that's three times as much content on all of it. Bloody hell, Harry. Yeah, wait till you learn about the Krebs cycle, mate. The Krebs um, cycle? That sounds like my mood cycle. Crep. Crep. Where you are you in your Krebs cycle? this morning. Crep. Right. Uh, yeah, oh, so... Don't make that noise. Uh, just my bones. <laughs> uh, it's just my bones. Oh, God. I really want someone to just like, you know, ring me out like Go a and towel. get a massage then. That exists. That is a service that you no, can pay for. I will say this Oh, but you're going to like to be touched. I will never get a massage. Yes, you will. I it, will but not. But you've just said you want it. No, I want. I said I want someone to ring me out like a towel. That's yeah, not that's a, a massage you can get. That's no. what it feels like afterwards. I just this is a bit from the get complete it through guide, a towel. You can get it so through a right. towel. I don't just want to pay someone to rub my muscles. It's weird. <laughs> it's <so> weird. <laughs> Nothing would make me tenser in the world. <laughs> I'll do it for you when I come and visit next God. month. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'll do it with all my new gel pens. I'll squidge them together and then use them to like prod you. No, that's a bit from Friends. Yeah, good idea, good bit. Right, so... Mum used to have a funny little ball roller, a little wooden one. Do you remember that? Yeah, I never really knew what it was. Yeah, it's for massaging. Yeah, but she she likes massage. She's a creep as well. I'm going to get you a massage for your next birthday. And I will watch that coupon rot on a shelf in the fridge. <laughs> Won't be a coupon. A man will just turn up one day and then you'll be faced with your twin fears, having to be rude to someone and ask them to go away, please, or having them touch your nudie uh, skin. I'm so bad when people come over to, um, to the flat to do something. <laughs> one time someone came over to um, kill a hive of wasps that were living in the wall outside. It was fine. We didn't even know they were there. The next door neighbour spotted them. And this guy came over and he spoke very little English. And I was like, oh, do you want a coffee? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he made him a coffee, but I made him like a normal one. And what he did took about five minutes. And then we just stood in silence in the living room, <laughs> sipping coffee. And then eventually he just goes, oh, it's a big coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and then he left. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> it's really 
he gets home, the wife's like, how was your day? Mm, I had a coffee with a awkward little boy. <laughs> he made me a big coffee, I could not leave. <laughs> and then he said nothing. He did not say, how was your day? Or how are you? Or my name is Ron. He just stood there, sweating and looking at me. <laughs> he kept on just asking where the piscine is. <laughs> Anyway, yes, yeah, so last time we did cancer, Ugh. but then we also, um, just to lighten things up at the end, we talked a little bit about communicable diseases. Communicable! I remember that word. <laughs> Is that catching diseases? Infectious diseases, basically. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, kind yeah. of what catching means. Yes, but you've decided to use a weird Dickensian word for it rather than... <laughs> catching the... isn't Dickensian. Oh, he's got catching cough. <laughs> Throw him in the scuppers. Yeah, it sounds very Dickensian. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, yep. Yeah, OK. And we are going to... Pathogens. Talk... Yep, we're going to talk more about infectious diseases today, um, specifically um, a couple of different types of pathogen, depending on how far we get. Because we've okay. already been recording for like 15 minutes. Yeah. So, the first one that we're going to dive into is viral diseases. What can you tell me about going viral, Laura? Oh, it gets you a book deal if you're really smart. <laughs> um, <laughs> viral diseases. Oh, I've got a text message from Tom. He's in Madeira. Oh, it looks grim. Uh, viral diseases spread like wildfire, Tom. Ron, you're on. <laughs> Kisses. Um, viral diseases, they spread a lot. Yep. Spread like butter. They're quite infectious, yes. Um, airborne? Uh, not inherently. Okay. Uh... I don't know anymore. So do you know what a virus is? No, you just asked me to tell you about viral diseases and do you think if I knew what a virus was, I'd have done that better? Okay, sorry. (laughs) I don't think it's fair to find out I don't know something and then ask me in a different way. I'm sorry. I've broken my gel pens. (laughs) The ends come off. That's karma. Karma for what, you fuck? <laughs> You're being quite antagonistic. Oh right my now. god! How am I being antagonistic? <laughs> you just said for what, you fuck? Because <laughs> you said my new pen breaking was karma. <laughs> and if you don't think you're proving my point, I don't you don't know have a happened. point. Listen, I don't know what a virus is. I just know it's a communicable disease of a pathogen. It's a type of pathogen, yeah. So yes. viruses, are, viruses are very, very interesting because they are mm. not. Readers added additional information that this may or may not be true, depending on your level of interest. Stop undermining your co-host. Why? I don't know. There's the thing, right? <laughs> They're very interesting. What because... did you say? They're a pathogen. I said that like five minutes ago. Yeah, I've, it's I wrote not down part virus of the current and, sentence that I'm saying. No, I, I wrote down virus and then a colon, which means. Well, do you I'll... know what a pathogen is? <laughs> it is a virus or bacteria that can't survive alone and depends on a host, but it's not definitely a parasite. Makes toxins and bashes up your tissues. That's what I've written. Right. Well, a pathogen is just the thing that infects you. What does that mean? So it's an atom? No. What? <laughs> it's some what? Cells? <laughs> is it cells? Do your cells infect you? Oh, maybe some do. No, because they're part of you. Yeah, but they're not necessarily my cells that are infecting me. Well, some th- yeah, okay. Some pathogens are made out of cells. Right, thank you. But they're but they're not cells inherently. It's just what I said. What pathogens are just the things that infect you. Yeah, but what are they? Well, that's what we're talking about today. When we're going to run through a different, a few different types of pathogens. Oh, you're already making me sad. 
But why can't that be enough of a definition? They are the things that infect you. When you because get what I'm thinking about now is a little cloud. That's what a pathogen is. A little angry rain cloud. That's what I'm picturing. That's on you, mate. <laughs> yeah, but unless you tell me what to picture, I don't That's know. That's what, to what today's lesson is upon. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish a fucking sentence and you might find out. Okay, we'll start there so I know what to picture. Okay, so we're going to be running through viruses, bacteria, protists, funguses, and that, yeah, those things. Funguses? Mushrooms? Fungi, yeah. Does that help? Fungal infection. Athlete's foot. Know what to picture now? Nope. Okay, can I, can we carry on with the lesson? Oh my god, you're a, I thought a holiday would chill you out. I was very chill at the beginning of this lesson. So I've got virus colon pathogen now. Is that correct? It's two words next to each other with a random <laughs> ah, punctuation. That's you being antagonistic there, that one. Viruses are a pathogen, yes. Right, thank you. Go back to the beginning. Okay, so to, to cycle back to where you asked if pathogens were cells, um, some of them are. Viruses aren't. So this virus is also a pathogen. Yes, viruses are pathogens, they're not cells. But pathogens are cells. Didn't say that, said some of them were. Right, okay, so a virus is a little rain cloud. No, it's not. Why would it be a rain cloud? If it's not cells, is it not like a gas? That's not the two types of thing. know that, right? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> like, in my head, atoms are like... like the Legos, and they make tables and stuff. And then cells are like cushions, and they make squishier things. Uh... And that's but what, what do you think cells are, are made out of? Smells. Cells. S- cells. Uh, skin and stuff. Atoms. Uh, what is a smell made of? Is that just a tiny bit of something? Basically. Yeah. Well, what is a pathogen? What is a pathogen then? If it's not. Is it atoms, then? It is atoms. Everything's made up of atoms. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Laura, Laura. I said, was it atoms? And you said, like, looked at me like, are you thick? And said no. And then I asked if it was cells. Because it's not just individual atoms getting into you. So there's a few. It's trillions of them. Look at a thing in the room that you're in. Oh, well, we've done this. I know. Everything's made of atoms. That's yeah. Fine. But what is a pathogen? It's something that infects you. But what does that mean? Is it alive? Well, sometimes. I don't think anybody knows about them from the answers to these questions. Well, no, it's just it's quite a broad thing. All right. It's like, um... <sighs> So then a pathogen isn't like a class of something. It's not like a like a horse is a thing. A pathogen is a species of thing. It's kind of path- like what's a predator, you know? Like it's just a th- it, like a predator is a thing that eats other things. A pathogen is a thing that infects other things, but they're not all right. part of one family. I was thinking of it more like what is a metal? No, not like that. Right. All right, well, you should have said that. I'm not looking at you. So, viruses. The interesting thing about viruses, and to double back on the things that you've asked about... Yeah? <laughs> rude. Um, to double back on the things you've, you've asked about... You've been so rude so far, so I don't care. 
it is a topic of debate in Ooh. science at the moment as to whether viruses are alive or not. Interesting. So, can you remember what something needs to be classed as alive? Mrs. Nerg. Yeah, one of which is reproduction. They need to be able to reproduce. Yes. Do you know how viruses reproduce? Um, do they? Um, No's a fine answer. <laughs> I'm having a think. Hmm. Do they? So a virus is around. Someone else has got a virus. And then they sneeze. And I scoop that up. Mm. No, I don't know. <laughs> so, viruses, um, they infect your cells. And then, obviously, in your cells, you have all of the bits and pieces that you need to reproduce one of your own cells, right? Yeah. So you've got all of the proteins and enzymes and machinery that you need to rep- reproduce one of your cells. Viruses don't have that themselves. ATP! Viruses don't have that themselves. They then infect your cells and then they use your enzymes and proteins and machinery to reproduce themselves. Bastards. Yeah. So they can't reproduce on their own. So Uh, are they alive or not? Yes. Why? Because they can reproduce um, off their own back. They just have worked out how to get into someone else and do it. But then they're not doing it off their own back. They don't contain all of the information that they need to reproduce themselves. No. I still think they're alive. That's fine. It's a debate. But you understand why there's a debate. Well, if you're saying that you have to be able to reproduce off your own back, why um, why are some people debating that they are? For what you're saying. Like, so I'm a scientist. I came up with the right answer. No, you've backed one side in what I've told you is an ongoing debate. <laughs> but you didn't tell me that that was what the other side were doing and I got there. Yeah? Yeah. The The interesting thing with the virus debate... Oh, my debate, God, just give me some praise. I said, yeah. That isn't praise. <sighs> well done. Thank you. Do you know what, Tom, over Christmas, because I wasn't gigging, Tom just took to clapping me, doing basic things to make me feel good, and I loved it. <laughs> it got a bit sarcastic after a while. I, I know, Tom, good. and I assure you that was sarcastic from the first clap. <laughs> I did not think it was. <clears throat> Yeah, so where it gets interesting with viruses and why it is a debate is because where is the line, right? Where is the line? Where is the line, the line, the line? So... I love it when I do something weird and then the the Google Meet says, are you talking? Your mic is off. (laughs) And I think, bet Ron wishes it was. Um... Because there are other things that um, can't replicate themselves, but do get replicated using other things, machinery that are a lot that seem a lot less alive. So you have um, portions of your DNA that are essentially like genetic viruses that just replicate themselves in your DNA and move around and stuff in your DNA, but that's all they do. It's just a code that encodes basically copy and paste me and then gets copy and pasted. Is that alive? Mm. Yeah, see, it's an interesting blurred line. It is a blurred line. (laughs) (laughs) So a virus then, a virus doesn't actually choose to make you sick. It's just it didn't try and get in your body. None of these things choose to make you sick. Yeah. You getting sick is actually a bad thing for them. Because if you think about it, the the most successful pathogen is going to be one which lives inside you and proliferates without you ever noticing so that you don't try and get rid of it. Yeah. 
Um, like something that kills the host really quickly, that's bad because it might kill you before you meet another human to pass it on. Yeah, I remember that being discussed in the whole COVID thing about how like the the viruses that kill you super quickly will have like a big flash and then die out because they don't spread because they're killing you too quickly. Whereas like there's like a danger zone of leaves you healthy long enough that you've spread it everywhere and then is deadly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they tend to be like very spreadable but milder. Yeah. Um, and like everyone has a bunch of infections all the time. Like um, there's a, quite a large proportion of the the world's population that just have TB and it just lives in their lungs completely harmlessly. Ah, like a little dormouse. Yeah, that's cute. Um, yeah. So viruses they can't reproduce on their own. They live inside your cells and then they just use your enzymes and whatnot to produce as many of them themselves as they can until the cell just bursts because there's so many viruses in there and then those viruses go and infect more cells. Woof. When you have like a sore throat, when you've got a cough, that is because the virus cells, uh, the viruses have infected the cells in your throat and then your immune system has basically just gone through and carpet-bombed everything to kill the viruses that were living there. Right. It's hard the to make cures... cells cure... actually explode? Mm-hmm. Woof. It's hard to make cures for viruses? Because they change all the time? Yeah, because a lot of them are RNA-based. Have we talked Research... about RNA much? Ribonucleoclic acid. Yeah, so um, uh, DNA is a, is deoxyribonucleic acid. RNA. Oh my god, did I get it right? Yeah, 100% right, well done. End the episode! Nothing will ever be a greater success than that moment, Ron! But do you know what that is? No. <laughs> Don't ask a follow-up question. Let's just dwell in my brilliance. So basically, RNA is DNA's kind of like short-term uh, alternative, okay? So um, the, the difference between them is literally that deoxy. So in DNA, there is an OH group missing from um, the molecule. OH groups are a little bit charged because they're polarised. So if you have that on there, like you do with RNA, it kind of makes the whole thing a little bit unstable, okay? Okay. You understand? No. <laughs> what, which part of it didn't you understand? <laughs> what you were talking about. <laughs> I, well, hang on. So you say it's missing an oxy, but what is it in the first place, please? It's, a, it's an acid. An acid. Yeah. My DNA is an acid. Yes, deoxyribose nucleic acid is an acid. It's what the A stands for. <laughs> and that that's what contains all my genetic information, just in an acid. Mm-hmm. All right. And where is that? Just everywhere, in everything, there's a bit of acid in me. It's the double helix. You know what DNA is. Oh, I've seen that double helix. I don't know what it is. Where's that? In my spine? It's in every single one of your cells. Right, okay. It's in the nucleus of your cells. We did this. Oh, no, we didn't. Yes, we did. We've covered this. We covered this lesson fucking one. I don't think we did. We did. Do you know what the nucleus is of your cells? Then you were like, yeah, it's atoms have a nucleus and cells have a nucleus. Are oh, cells wait. made of atoms? I'm so glad you went on that little round. Because you said, you know what a nucleus is. And I was just about to go, yeah, it's the protons and the neutrons. The neutrons? Neutrons. <laughs> uh, oh, just got to blow my nose there because of a little pathogen. What's in my nucleus? DNA. Just that helix? Basically, yeah. <laughs> Double helix, sorry. And it's not in a bag. It's just loose. The nucleus is a bag, basically. The nucleus is a bag on a person, but not on an atom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
And that double helix is made of acid. But they've managed to get it to swirl. What do you Wait, think so is that helix, that's just like the diamond carbon structure, like the lattice? Yeah, it's a huge molecule. Whoa, okay. And everyone's is subtly different. Different codes, yeah. But the building blocks are all the same. I see. Remember the GATC? It's a code of four things. GATC? Yeah, so DNA is a code, right? There's yeah. four letters in that code. G, A, T, and C. Oh, this doesn't ring any. You d- this isn't part of this. This was part of lesson one. Yeah, I'm looking... Oh, I don't have notes no. for lesson one. But anyway, the point is... Remember the little men with leather trousers? That's membranes. The point is, is that RNA is more unstable than DNA and therefore RNA viruses mutate more frequently and it's harder to build immunity for them. MG1SG2? No, stop looking back. we're, We're doing a lesson now. But then you're not allowed to say we've covered this. But we have. Well, then let me look back. But you don't need... It's not part of this lesson. What are we doing, then? You asked. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm trying to understand. But you reading it off your notes isn't knowing or understanding. That's just rereading. You checking it and being like, yeah, it's there. That's not the same as you knowing it. That just means you wrote it it down once. I don't know it. No, I know that, but we may as well tread water here rather than diving down for it. <laughs> oh, that was very poetic, that bit. Thank you. Well, I don't think we're getting anywhere today. No, we're in the fourth line of notes. RNA is short-term DNA. It's more unstable than DNA. <clears throat> okay. Do you... That makes sense. Does that mean it loses its um, components easier? It just means that when it's replicated, it is more likely for it to be replicated wrong than DNA is. And therefore, a mutation in the next generation. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So they mutate a lot, so it's hard to build immunity for them because they're always changing. Going through changes. So viruses are in the RNA. Some of them. <sighs> okay. We're going to learn about some viruses now. Ooh. I'm going to use a different colour for each virus. Mm, lovely. I'm going to get this sparkly reddish purple colour now. So pick a good virus. Here's a banger. Classic. Uh, you know, uh, a real sort of um, let it bleed of viruses. Measles. Ooh. Uh, Measles is a viral... uh, This is me. Quote, measles is a viral disease. That was very Dan Carlin. I loved it. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Um, Measles is a viral disease showing symptoms of fever and a red skin rash. Measles is a serious illness that can be fatal if complications arise. For this reason, most young children are vaccinated against measles. Measles virus is spread by inhalation of droplets from sneezes and coughs. Okay. What of that should I write down? I don't know, it's all in the syllabus. I just read that from the syllabus, so... Red rash can be fatal... Get a vaccine, or don't. It's your personal choice. Do but, get a vaccine. Uh, what was the other one? Um, drops and sniggles from your nose. Ready for your next virus, Laura. So that then, measles is just a acid or something. What? <laughs> No, measles is a virus. Yeah, okay, but we don't know what a virus is. So no, we know what a virus is. <laughs> it's a... Virus. <laughs> what is that? A collection of It's cells? just its own thing. That's like saying we don't know what a pigeon is. <laughs> but we do. We can say it's a living, breathing thing made of cells. It's a bird, yeah, but it's a virus is a virus. Pigeon's a pigeon. <laughs> 
But like, so measles is. Laura, you don't know what anything is. <laughs> I do. I do. Why? Why? Can, why are you so happy to live your life with your eyes closed until we record this podcast, and then suddenly you have to pick up every rock and look at what's underneath it? That's, it's just the way I'm trying to learn because I can't have black spots in my picturing of it. So viruses come in a couple of different forms, right? So um, they can just look like um, you've probably seen imagery of the coronavirus in the last couple of years. It's like a spiky ball. It looks like a, like an office, like a desk toy almost. Yeah, yeah. So that's what some viruses look like. Other ones kind of look like crazy spaceships with legs and a big, um, like, uh, looks like a D&D dice at the top. And then it has a tube underneath and, like, landing equipment underneath it. And that is made of atoms, cells. No, it's not made of cells, but it, is, it would be, it's made of molecules, okay. which are made of atoms. So, okay, so I'm just trying to have a think. So measles is some molecules. Right, let's take a look. Let's have a no, look. No, let me finish my thoughts. I'm trying to fucking help. Oh! In. <laughs> measles virus. Let me let's have a look. No, I am helping. Let's have a look. So a measles virus looks a lot like the coronavirus. Um, in fact, it may be a coronavirus. I think that's got something to do with the corona of glycoproteins around the outside. So yeah, it looks like a spiky ball, basically. Okay, and it's a spiky ball made of molecules. You are sending messages to the family <laughs> WhatsApp, you <laughs> skank. <laughs> what the fuck? I forgot you'd be in there. Um... Well, that's because that was a very cute picture of one of our nephews and a puppy. And I wanted to say that. Um, <sighs> Some molecules, right, and it, might look, it looks like a little squishy ball. And measles is lots of those, yeah. One of those is a measles virus, yes. Okay, but if you sneeze, there's lots of those in the sneeze, right? Yeah, in the little droplets, yeah. Okay, so they're coming out in those little droplets. Then someone else is breathing those in, and those are going into cells and using the proteins in your cells to make more of themselves. Yes. Okay, got it. Now you're sending text messages. To you. It's a picture of the measles virus. Oh, it's pretty. HIV. Heard of it? Yes. So HIV is a virus. Yep. HIV is what is known as a retrovirus. Not just because it's from the 80s. Well. Um, retrovirus is very interesting. So um, what a lot of um, viruses will do is I believe they get into your cell and then essentially they'll just like send RNA straight to um, uh, the protein making stuff in your cell. Okay. Like kind Their of own RNA. Yeah. They, they send RNA cause you've got messenger RNA that takes messages to the protein makers and then the proteins start getting made based off these little recipes. Right. Yeah. What retroviruses do is they copy their genetic information into the host's DNA. Oh, no. And then once it's in the host's DNA, it gets produ- uh, the proteins and stuff that the, the genetic information codes for is produced directly from the DNA as if it was your own. Oh, fuck. I forgot to change pen. Does that make sense? Yeah. So your body doesn't know that it's producing something it shouldn't. Exactly. Or, yeah, okay. And this actually happens a lot. 8% of your DNA is left over from viruses that have implanted stuff in there. Crikey. Don't tell Rod Liddle. Who's that? He's a columnist. He got really, really kind of like... You know when there's that, like, brand of columnist, like Jeremy Clarkson, whatever, that is really vile... And then sort of goes like, it was just a laugh. It was just sort of like, puts absolute like 
nastiness into what's meant to be humour. Mm. Yeah, he did one of these columns where he'd done a DNA test and found out he was like 80% Scottish or something. And then you could sort of see the bare bones of how that could be a tongue-in-cheek quite funny thing because there was a line like, one minute you think you're a fine, upstanding English gentleman and the next minute you find out you're a tatty scone-eating Scotsman, blah, blah, blah. Sure. And you're like, okay, I could see that being like a, a gender product. And then it just went so far in terms of abusive, horrible sort of, uh, what is it, like xenophobia, that you were just like, are you... Uh, uh, what are you doing and why did nobody stop this being printed why is there no layer of anyway it was it was really like you know when you see someone being outraged about something and then you read it and like the first three lines you're like okay you've chosen to be outraged oh oh no you haven't oh oh no oh i'm (laughs) outraged (laughs) like and then you just know that if you call that brand of sort of secure white man out on it that they'll just go it's just a joke and you go oh but it wasn't was it (sighs) anyway yeah um and yeah these retroviruses is actually quite an interesting thing in evolution because um obviously that genetic information that they've just dropped into your dna that does code for proteins and stuff so what they're essentially doing is spreading like these recipes for different proteins. And at the moment, it just codes, obviously, for a virus. Not a helpful thing to have. But, um, you know, through evolution, those proteins could then become other stuff. Um, and it can be like a, a spreader of things. How many more are we going to do? We're going to do one more virus. Then I'm going to ask you how long we've been recording. Okay, I think I'll just stay in the same pen for this virus then because I accidentally forgot to change for HIV. Yeah, so, quote, HIV initially causes a flu-like illness. Unless successfully controlled with antiretroviral drugs, the virus attacks the body's immune cells. They have amazing... Is it PrEP, isn't it, is the thing you take now? Mm. It just keeps it all under control. It's, like, amazing. It's very, very cool. There's lots um, of buses in, in Brighton that are like, hey, don't be scared of it. Like, you don't have to fear it anymore, which is, like, very heartwarming. Yeah, super nice. Um, nice one, Diana. Um, late Do you stage. know what I found out yesterday? Diana was the same age as me when she died. Ripe old age. And shut up. <laughs> Charles was 13 years older than her. Yeah, Charles is a creep. Yeah. Look at God, his I'm brother. I'm so into this Harry and Meghan Late stage HIV infection or AIDS occurs when the body's immune system becomes so badly damaged it can no longer deal with other infections or cancers. HIV spreads by sexual contact or exchange of bodily fluids such as blood, which occurs when drug users share needles. Um, I started watching a new Real Housewives last night with Charlotte, Mm. friend of the podcast. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And... The reason I just Mormons. Some of them are. Most are not practicing Mormons. (laughs) They all all married to the same bloke. (laughs) (laughs) No. But. Are any of them married to the same bloke? No. How's this? Because I think it is bigamy is illegal. Yeah, Mormons fucking love it, though. Yeah, I know, but they have to do it like under subterfuge kind of thing. I've watched so many documentaries about Mormons. One of them, right, Ron. Here's here's the thing. Um, She is married to her step-grandfather because when her grandma died, she stated in her will that she wanted one of her grandchildren to marry him to look after him. No. (laughs) No. Yeah. And they're, like, romantically married. Well, I've not seen them kiss, but they are full married. They are a couple. No. (laughs) That's not even the main storyline of episode one. I had such a good time. That's off. That smells wrong. It's it's not good, is it? Right, let's do this last virus. One of them should have said, no, that's weird. Or both of them, preferably. Everyone involved. Everyone involved, and in a three-mile radius of them at any time, should be shouting shame. Yeah, no. Well, they wouldn't be because he's the leader of their church. 
Right, of course he is. And she does, like, all the preaching. Yeah, he was probably looming over this poor old woman's bed with a pillow, like, (laughs) fucking put this in your will, I want to bang your little granddaughter. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Um... (laughs) Tobacco mosaic virus, Laura. TMV. TMV? Not heard of that one. It's a widespread plant pathogen affecting many species of plants, including... Tobacco! Nope, says including tomatoes. It gives a distinctive (laughs) mosaic pattern of discoloration on the leaves, which affects the growth of the plant due to lack of photosynthesis. Oh, I'll look out for that this spring. And that's viral diseases. How long have Hang we been... Hang on a minute, re- we didn't spend very much time on that one, did we? Anything else you want to say there? No. Huh. Stops what? What is it? Mitochondria? Photosynthesis. Photosynthesis. Okay. Well, after a bumpy start, I think we got going. Yeah. I think you got back in the swing of how to be a teacher. Rude. You're a rude <laughs> person. <laughs> got him. All right, well, um, I think that quiz should be all right. There's not actually that much information there. I told you quite a lot of information. That's worrying. (laughs) It's less than one page on my notes. Oh, well, see you after the jingle. Ronnie, Ronnie Honks. I'm going to do this quiz without my notebook, Ron, just as a give it a goer. No. Because it was only it was only five days ago. We're, we're not far off the recording of this one. No, um, and we didn't cover loads of content because it was quite a squabbly, uh, a squabbly, squabbly episode. Was Don't it? you find it weird that Americans call pigeons squabs? Yeah, I, th- I think don't... Australians like... do as well. Yeah, they call chickens chooks too. Yeah, that's cute though. <laughs> Are you back on a MasterChef binge? We're considering it. Um, Go for the block. Please watch the block instead. Please. It's like not the, it doesn't scratch the Renault. same itch, though. It will, Ron. It will. Oh, it's No, it's too stressful. Ron, it's, not it's not wholesome in the Ron, same way. it is. Please. For me? <laughs> I did watch a bunch of it. What, when you were here? That one we watched, the Glass House one? Yeah, but Judith and I watched some of it on our own as well. Oh, fine. How do viruses reproduce? (laughs) 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 Yeah, all right, fair. Uh, What's the question? How do viruses reproduce? Oh, I know this. You, like, sneeze them out, or they're in the air, or in some globs of stuff and then they get in you and they get in your cells and then they use like your protein to reproduce themselves and get themselves replicated in your RNA I'm going to give you the mark because I because I think you get it you just kind of you said a, a few like uh, you said a, a couple of errant things, but I think oh. you get it. Yeah, yeah. They can't they can't reproduce on their own. They need um a, like a creature something that makes energy to do it. Yeah, no, they need like our enzymes and like um our yeah our ribosomes and organelles and stuff is how they do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get it. I'll give you the mark. Thank you. Why is there controversy over whether viruses are alive or not? Because um, because they need a host in order to reproduce. So they, um, they can kind of do it off their own back. It's not like they die out if you weren't, like, spooning them into a person. Like, they've made their own systems to get in and get reproduced, but they do require that. And it's not reproduction like, I can't reproduce on my own, I need a sperm. I'm still alive because my cells reproduce. Exactly, yeah. They just physically do not contain all of the information that they need to reproduce. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Another mark for you, Laurie. Smashing smashing these quizzes today. 
Do you know what? I've turned over a new leaf um, in my life where I'm trying not to burn out all the time. So um, I've made like a reasonable amount of stuff to do. Like I'll turn my computer so you can see my whiteboard. That That's my weekly tasks. Nice. And then once I've done those, that's it. I can. I have to stop working then, and then it's just me time. That's great. So um, maybe I'm a little bit less like absolutely full to the brim of stuff that probably didn't need doing, but I've convinced myself is important. Yeah, nice. I'm happy for you, man. Thank you. I took a day off yesterday, and I had a day off. Nice cleaning. And up even your though my dog has shut dog's up anus every wall of my house this week, <laughs> I'm not stressed. It's fine. Um. Yeah, that's really nice. I think um, I empathise with you. I think if I didn't have a nine to five where literally like at five o'clock, I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, I'm not working anymore. I think I'd end up doing that. Yeah. I end up working more than my contracted hours a lot anyway. Yeah. Especially on a week like this where like I've had a month with Tom where he's been, we've been together over Christmas and then we went away for a little bit. We've just been together. And then he left on Saturday and he is away for two and a half weeks solid. And by the time he gets back, I've gone. So it's kind of been quite a rude introduction to the normal life. So I've been reintroduced to my own thoughts and, you know, that kind of life. So I'm trying very hard to have a little bit of boundary. That's really nice. I always struggle with... um... Like, having that time to relax and stuff, but then I always end up with this, like, I I sometimes when I'm, like, you know, like, if I'm just, like, watching TV and double screening or something, and then sometimes, like, well, like, I can relax, but I don't have to completely just spaff this time away. Yeah. Um, and that balance I always find really hard, where it's, like, you know, like... I would be more fulfilled if I got up and, like, played guitar for an hour or something. Yeah. Yeah, I always find that hard. My therapist said to me the other day, she said, what is relaxation to you? And I realised that my my answer, a lot of it was, like, relaxation is something you've earned at the end of the day or that you deserve or that you have to have a reason for having. Mm. And she was like okay, do you understand that those concepts are inventions? Like, they might be right, no idea, but that you don't have to live like that if you don't want to. Relaxation can just be a thing that you are allowed every day as long as you've got food, you know. You you can choose a different... As long as it's not harming yourself or someone else to relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but she was like, yeah, that concept of, oh, well, at the end of the day, if everything's done, I might have time to relax doesn't, isn't necessarily the right way to do it. It's like, maybe if you relaxed first, you would have the better capability to do everything else that needs doing. So that's something I'm working on. Smart. Um, What's a retrovirus? A retrovirus? Hmm... That's a good question. Oh, the temptation to open the notebook now. I can hear the jokes I would have made. It's a virus in flares. It's a virus in a backwards baseball cap. Um, ret- Do you want to see if we can work it? Like, what does retro mean? Back in the day. Well, retro just means backwards. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean back in the day. Oh, yeah, backwards. Do you know um, what the opposite of retro is? Forwards. Antero, I think. Oh, that's fun. Because you have retrograde and you have anterograde, I think. Hmm. I'm going to check that. Um, a retrovirus, so a backwards virus. Yeah, anterior, um, nearer the front. Yeah, I don't know on this one, Ron. A virus that kind of develops into a virus or a virus that gives you protein rather than using yours? Um, A retrovirus is one that copies its genetic information into your DNA. Oh, yeah, like HIV. So that's a retrovirus because then it's just in there and then you start reproducing it for yourself. So the reason that it's backwards is because it's RNA viruses that do this and... Usually in a cell, DNA goes to RNA, makes a protein, whereas this is RNA into DNA, which is not doesn't happen very much. Right. Um, and then final question, I did phone in this quiz a bit because I've just done a quiz and it's not the fun bit. Um, uh, I like the quizzes. No, I mean writing them. Oh. Um, you what, can spice them up. What plant did it say the tobacco mosaic virus attacks? 
No, it said tomato. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just oh, thought that was very funny. That's a mean question. Yeah. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Well, listen, I love that we had a big chat about how relaxation was changing my life and then I gubbed the questions <laughs> after that. Stop relaxing, you mad bitch. It's all falling apart. Woof. All right, well, 50-50, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm still impressed. Yeah, I'm impressive. <sighs> Man, I love my gel pens. I'd forgotten this was the first gel pen episode. Yeah. Um... I'm currently in Manchester, and when I was packing yesterday, <laughs> I put all my gel pens in my suitcase, and then my suitcase sounded so rattly, and I had to say out loud to myself, Laura, take the majority of those gel pens out of your suitcase. So I've just got five with me, but originally I had all 30. You're like a little kid that's planning on running away. <laughs> going Laura don't pack 50 gel pens to go to Manchester that's insane behavior so I've got five instead you know like when you have those memories that just come back and haunt you all the time mm. um my earliest one of those is when I think it was it must have been like my fourth or fifth birthday um and parents of the podcast mum and dad took me bowling <laughs> with uh, all of my friends and I just decided I didn't want to go bowling and I snapped all of my crayons <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't want to go bowling <laughs> I remember it so vividly there was like this folding case of crayons <laughs> and it was like a semicircle that folded out to make a circle and they were Winnie the Pooh crayons and they had characters at one end and then the crayon on the other end and I snapped them all (laughs) did you ever express to mum and dad that you didn't want to go bowling oh I screamed my head off yeah (laughs) ran upstairs and snapped all those crayons why would you why didn't you snap something of theirs why are you snapping your own stuff (laughs) because I hate myself (laughs) is that what you wanted you know, at the top of the episode when we said, you said berry and squash. No, Ron. What are you going to do? Go and sit in the lounge and snap all of your chair legs? You berry and your squash. And then you millions of years later, an oil well <laughs> comes up. No, you just have a graveyard for crayons. Uh, oh, Ron. I did try and run away once and I packed all my beanie babies into a suitcase. <laughs> Didn't want to leave them behind. No one would look after them. No. Oh, Ron. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening to the episode. Um, if you're listening in the south of England um, or want to visit the south of England, I've got a couple of previews of my new show, formerly called Mother Figure, now I think called Pest. Um, they are going to be 14th of March in London at the Camden Head. Go to camdencomedyclub.com. Oh, I love tickets. the Camden Head. Yeah, do you remember when we watched Daniel Simonson there? Yeah, I saw and Daniel Simonson there. Um, Piano Belly. Rich Wilson, Piano Belly. Piano Belly. Yeah, so I'm doing uh, another little work in progress of... So Ashen's there. So what? Ashen's here's a YouTuber. Oh, that band. That, oh, yeah, I remember you and um. Me Noah. and Noah, yeah. Yeah. First thing we did when we Noah. went to uni weird so yeah so i'm doing a little preview there so please come along be lovely to see some friendly faces if you're in the southeast and then also the 8th of april at the caroline of brunswick in brighton um so if you look for the comedy experiment which is a sort of new material night i'll be doing an hour at the end of that trying out some new bits for this so there you go now time for the register hello sound effect we don't have a sound effect for the register let's make one sound effect sound effect Okay, it's the sound of crayons snapping. Oh, don't. It keeps me awake at night. <laughs> yeah, but you haven't learned anything. You're still sitting there in a grump, refusing to speak to your very emotionally intelligent sister. Washing berry. Anyway, thank you to everybody that's joined the Patreon. We're going to do four more shout-outs today. Our first shout-out, hello, Kay Roper. Thank you for being on the register and being a fab rat. Kay is the chief oiler of Ron's squeaky chair. But let's be real, she's doing an intermittently shit job at it. Good today, though. 
Very good today, Listen Kate. to me, Wiggle. Good oiling. Good oiling. The next person up on the register is Mike Chappell. He is the barista who works in the staff room at Lex Education HQ and makes the coffees way too big, forcing wasp killers to have to hang out and talk with us. <laughs> But we love that coffee. Uh, Stephen Canning, thank you for being a fab rat and being on the register. By day, he is a sparkly wonder, normal Steve. By night, he's the rapid melt quencher, a complicated anti-hero that cools things by turning them to glass. That cools things and then turns them into glass. Nope, that's not what I said. (laughs) This is a reference to... The detention in which Laura supposedly supplied the information. <laughs> but, uh, no. And last but certainly not least, Carol Hanley. She is the lab rat matriarch that all the other lab rats run to when they've had too much shampoo in their eyes and the ears have grown <laughs> on their backs. <laughs> That's so bleak. That's what happens Thank you, to Carol. animals in labs. Oh, not anymore, though. Does in our lab. Worse stuff now. <laughs> Uh, so thanks for listening everybody we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll be back next week with more funky funky content class dismissed you lab rats and that good one bad one, bad one. <laughs> class 